0: Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Anne McElhenney. She's an award-winning journalist, filmmaker, speaker, and podcaster, and the author of the best-selling New York Times book, Gosnell, The Untold Story of America's Most Prolific Serial Killer. The book debuted number three on Amazon and sold out three days after publication. If you're younger and you're more recently in the pro-life movement or listening listener to this show— Maybe you don't remember the story um, unless you listen to conservative pro-life news because the activist media and the Democrat Party did everything that they could to censor this story of someone who was snipping the spinal cords of infants if they survived botched abortions at his killing center, I believe, in Philadelphia. And now we have stories from Cesare Santangelo at the Washington, D.C. Surgery Clinic, which you're aware of if you listen to this show with my friend A.J. Hurley, who was there unboxing the children they obtained from the hazardous waste management company, the driver who actually gave these pro-lifers these babies to photograph and expose, people mistakenly think that these stories are isolated incidents and that they don't represent what happens on a daily basis in the abortion industry and in our country. But they aren't. The fact that they sometimes get exposed is evidence that this is happening on a much broader scale than most Americans have been led to believe. So I wanted to bring on my new friend, Anne, because of the work she's done exposing this evil with infanticide, partial birth abortions. Now you've got Maryland and California trying to decriminalize infanticide by saying that mothers or abortionists can't be prosecuted for perinatal deaths. That refers to a baby up to 28 days after birth. Okay, my point is, what in the world is going on in our country? Well, it's been happening for a while, and and spent exposing it. She's produced several films, plays, and podcasts with her husband, including FBI Lovebirds, Undercovers, Frack Nation, and their podcast. Um, the Harvey Weinstein Trial, Unfiltered Podcast. Their most recent podcast, The Harvey Weinstein Trial, broke into the true crime genre genre on Apple Podcasts, regularly ranking in the top 100 true crime podcasts in the world. Uh, Anne McElhenney is also written for a regular contri- contributor to an array of international media organizations such as CNN, Fox, ABC, and BBC is a regular guest on the Hugh Hewitt Show, the Eric Metaxas Show, the Dennis Miller Show, and the Dennis Prager Show, and they are doing a new play that drops tonight, Thursday, May 5th, called Oh, Gosnell, a show about the truth, because apparently there's been hit pieces trying to make fun of exposing this serial killer. Buckle up, you're in for a treat. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. And welcome to Unaborted.
1: It's good to be here. Thanks so much, Seth. Nice to see you. Absolutely, you too. Yes, and a big and a big day for us here. Obviously, I'm in New York. I'm talking to you from New York. We have a play opening tonight called "Oh Gosnell: The Truth," a play about the truth. And the reason we have that is because downtown in Greenwich Village. J.J. Abrams, who many of your viewers and listeners would know is a big, big deal, Hollywood, Hollywood producer, has a six-week show, an abortion comedy, on stage for six weeks. Uh, I've been to see it. And you know what's really interesting about it? it's, you know, they make jokes about what do you wear to go to your abortion? And, you know, maybe people after an abortion should go out for a drink. The one thing they don't talk about in their abortion comedy, though, is abortion. Um, And I think (laughs) there's a reason for that. And you and I both know what that reason is. Because once you know what abortion is, once you are faced with the truth about abortion, um, not much funny to see there. And you and I both, I, I mean, I had this, I mean, I don't know what your history with abortion is, but I had this very sudden... Um, and swift education as a journalist when I covered this Gosnell trial and this Gosnell court case in a movie and then in a book um, or in a book and then a movie. where, you know, Gosnell was doing this terrible thing, as you described. He was delivering babies alive, filling the women up with sight attack. the babies fell out, he was cutting their necks with scissors, and he did it for three, you know, for three decades. According to the grand jury, he killed thousands. He's America's biggest serial killer. But I think for our purposes right now, and given what's just happened with the Supreme Court, I think what's really important is that some of the babies that came out of that clinic, and I have the photographs, I mean, I've seen these photographs, were legal. And a bit like the, the, the photographs that you're talking out of DC, this is the legal face of abortion. You can yeah. have an abortion, and people, a lot of these pro-choice people, and it's interesting when you meet them, because very few of them know very much, funny enough, and I think yeah. Planned Parenthood are very effective at keeping people ignorant. Oh, the yeah. laws in this country are similar to laws that only exist in places like North Korea, And China, China. we, you know, I mean, obviously, unfortunately, uh, uh, Canada is the same, by the way. But this is very unusual. We are in a group of seven countries um, that have these extraordinary laws, and you know, I I think it's really important that pro-choice people are brought up to speed and realise that in Europe there is nothing like the laws that we have here. These laws that you say, as you say, go right up to nine months, and we know from Governor Northam, for example, who went on the record and talked about comfort care, and when Phelan and I were doing the, the the story about Gosnell, and we're in the court co- courtroom listening to the trial, like listening to what people, what people were saying. Wow. One of the things they had to do, one of the things they had to do, which is extremely interesting, and by the way, is the gift of the Gosnell story, if you can, um, in a weird way to think about it. Yeah. In order for the jury to understand you know, they were going after murder. They they, they went after him for the murder of seven individual children. In the end, he went to prison for the murder of three and he is serving three life sentences. However, in order for them to present their case, they had to make a distinction and they had to educate the jury about what was legal so that the jury could work out what wasn't legal. And so in order to do that, they had two legal abortion doctors come and give evidence, Charles Benjamin and a woman called Karen Fuselin. Charles Benjamin, by the way, during his evidence he explained that in his in his career he had they asked well how many abortions have you done in your career and he said um, 40,000 and the jury gasped wow. at the pure the pure industrialization of it and in fact the judge was so shocked the judge said can you just repeat that again for me what did you just say there he said 40,000 then Karen Fuseling was asked well how do you do it when you do it well when this is done well when this is done properly tell us what that looks like and i can tell you i've spoken to jurors who sat through that evidence and they were profoundly disturbed by what was legal like murder we yeah. all understand murder is horrific and horrendous but to find out that in america this is what is legal that you can that you pierce the baby's heart with a poison in, in the second trimester. Yep. Um, if you're not success, you know, and you may or may not be successful, by the way. But in a legal abortion, the baby then, you know, the baby's heart stops. And then you pull out pieces piece by piece until you get the whole thing out. And I'm, I've seen those photographs that you refer to from DC. And in That's one right. of the cases, it's really sad. You see the child's head is kind of caved in. Now, the reason for that, of course, is, yep. and your 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 audience are very well educated on this, is that the brain was sucked out because the baby was so big that they couldn't have got the baby out otherwise. Yeah. And I've seen those photographs. These are true photographs. These are unimpeachable. You know, this is this is what it looks like when it's yep. done legally. Legal, That's this right. is legal. Um, yep. And not in every part of America, but I don't care about those distinctions. In the United States of America, which isn't a backward country, apparently, you can do this up to nine months for any yeah. reason. And some of the yeah. places where you can do this are extraordinary. Co- Colorado, as you know, Kansas, um, you know, Vermont, well, and you know, New York, to add
0: to that too, Ann, New Jersey. And that, 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 yes, we understand that, that some states have great pro-life laws, but we all know the Doe versus Bolton health, uh, health exception that defined health so broadly, you could drive a Mack truck through yes. it. So it's important for yes. listeners to understand, and I've yep. said this on the show for years, this, this podcast show is approaching three years old, and, uh, and we've been blessed to get tons of Christians who have never been involved in pro-life stuff, who mm-hmm. are the listeners of the show primarily, not pro-life activists, people who are concerned and want to do yes. more. It's important for those people to understand, listen, even if you're in Missouri, okay, or, or, or Arkansas. It doesn't Oklahoma. if you say, well i'm I'm arguing with my husband and it's affecting my emotional and familial health and and your baby is due in seven days. um if you find it the right abortionist, you can get that abortion. Uh, because the abortionist gets to decide whether the woman's definition of health meets the legal requirement to give her a third trimester abortion. So it's important to say that. But but Anne, what you've what the work you've been doing is so important and you made an excellent point. Most people have never seen the reality of third trimester abortions, but it is legal. So the question becomes for the vast majority of pro-choicers that we know who are not okay with that. Who are seeing the photos from Washington D.C. and going, "That's disgusting." Well, then tell me when that child got a right to life. If you're not for that, I mean, wh- wh- is it some? Is it the fetus
1: fairy really glad. flies around okay, the uterus I, and sprinkles okay.
0: personhood to fairy I dust?
1: <laughs> I literally have, I literally have. I'm going to try and show this on the camera here. I literally have a quote that I want to read out because I think this is actually you. Um, so that's a little miracle that's just happened right there, Seth, because you're uh, you're bringing something up that I wanted that I want to that I want to bring up. Please. One of the things, as a journalist, I think one of the reasons that I'm very um, impassioned about this is the fact that the whole story about abortion is a story that's neglected by the media. And I'm just talking Sorry. about the story. You know the whole story. Like, just tell us what's going on. And then let the people decide. I'm not talking about... I'm just saying, just tell us what's going on. How is this done? Why don't we know more about that? Why isn't that more available in the media? And I want to, And there's been a few moments in history where accidentally, the mainstream media have given us some information. And I'm going to give you two examples. One that everyone in your audience knows, which was the Life Cover magazine from 1965, I think, right? Um, Which I, by the way, I'm tweeting out like a mad thing. And by the way, anyone who's listening, please follow me on Twitter because I'm putting out some interesting stuff at the moment, also about the play. But... Here's something that I think maybe some of your listeners may not have heard. And I will send this to you, Seth, as well, and you could maybe send it out or put it up on your site. But yes. So Harper's Magazine in 1995 had one of their writers go and witness an abortion. And the abortion he wow. witnessed was a 10-week abortion. And I'm just going to give you a little tiny piece of what this man wrote, a beautiful writer. And here's what he said. I felt a profound, unmistakable kinship with the foot and hand in the tray. A kinship so strong, it was like the rolling of the sea under my feet. I was surprised by my own sadness, by the sense of loss that I felt. I found it so much easier to be moved by the sight of the disembodied hand, the size of a question mark, gleaming under fluorescent lights. In that tiny naked hand, there was the imputation of innocence. So that's 10 weeks. That's 10 weeks. And that man was not, he wasn't, you know, he was just... Like he was surprised, as you said, surprised by my own sadness and by the, and by the size and the hand, the hand at 10 weeks, the hand in yeah. the tray. No, so, you're, you're exactly you know, right. you're, yeah. you're you're bringing the very good points up, which is, you know, sometimes maybe the pro-lifers want to talk about third trimester abortions and second trimester abortions, but let's not just stop there. Let's talk about early abortions, early and all abortions and what it is yep. that you're aborting. What, is, what are you aborting, you know? And I think yep. now because of science, We've moved past the clump of cells and nobody can get away with the clump of cells. And
0: and, Um, and it forces them when you frame it that way and it forces them to say, yeah, we're okay with killing these children at this point, but not this point. And then you ask why. And they say, well, because it's not a person. Okay, well, you sound like Roger B. Taney. You sound like you found a new class of humans that you're denying personhood to. Um, But you're exactly right. They refuse to tell the story in the reality of abortion Um, going all the way back to 1993. I was two years old, uh, Anne, and a New Mexico abortionist was quoted in a piece in the American Medical News called Abortion Providers Share Their Inner Conflicts. And this abortionist in New Mexico, which is one of the, the most radical states for yes, pro-abortion I know. laws, yes. said, paradoxically, I have angry feelings at myself for feeling good about doing a technically good procedure, which destroys a fetus, kills a baby. I have angry feelings at myself for feeling good about this exactly because we all know we're killing babies. Um, mm-hmm. Now I, I want to I want you to share more about this this film and this play especially in light of everything yeah. that's happening right now. So Cesare Santangelo Santan- Santangelo who we we did a whole episode on recently. We had my friend AJ Hurley who's the director of Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust in Los Angeles, and is currently in DC right now uh, doing stuff at the Supreme Court with all these pro-abortion kooks who were screaming and wrenching yes. their garments and screaming for blood. He helped unbox these children, and and he held them and exposed them and photographed them. And something like this hasn't happened in decades where, where one of the drivers who picks up the dead babies to take them to a waste management company – actually gives the dead babies to the pro-lifers. Pro-lifers mm-hmm. approach these people when they come to pick up the dead babies, asking if they can bury them and expose them. But of course, they never say yes. Well, through God's providence, this guy said yes four or five mm-hmm. weeks ago, and yes. God's uses us to expose this evil because it's obviously a baby. The yeah. same thing that exposed... Um, The reality of Gosnell. So just with all of these pieces aligning with the leak of Roe v. Wade likely getting overturned, infanticide in Washington, D.C., your work covering infanticide and third trimester abortions with Gosnell. Tell us about this play that you guys are working yeah. on in New York yeah, so that's launching tonight. Is, yeah. Get, just tell so us about we, this.
1: I mean, this this has all just happened very very recently because what happened was, so J.J. Abrams, as I said, this big Hollywood producer with Alana Grazer, who is the woman behind the marvelous Miss Maisel. So these are big, big that's production right. people. These are people with a lot of money. They've taken over Cherry Lane Theater down in Greenwich Village. It's a beautiful theater. Uh, one of the oldest off-Broadway theaters in New York. And they have a six-week run. They have a six-week run of this one-woman show where she does a comedy about her abortion. As I said, I've attended that, and I think what it leaves out, of course, wow. is abortion. Which um, you know, she Can you I, I, still did, watch did, did, it? At one, at one point, it? at one point, she describes the, the the you know what was going to be aborted as a cockroach. Um, is one of the kind of comparisons she makes. Oh my but gosh, that's decided, literally what decided, the Nazis I, called I Jews. I wouldn't want to stop her, by the way. I think <laughs> I think I'm all about. enjoy yourselves, tell your story, whatever, you know, maybe, but I just think we should tell the truth. And how we're telling the truth is by having actors reenact scenes from the Gosnell trial. And the thing about a trial that's amazing is people are under oath, under pain of perjury to tell the truth. So when they come in and they say something, it's it's very serious. It's not like an opinion or you're hanging out in a pub telling someone a story. This is the real deal. This is somebody who's in a court of law, has been sworn over a Bible to tell the truth. Um, and they're telling the truth about what they saw, what they heard, what they witnessed um, and what they know. And so what we've done is we've woven together some pieces of the testimony. We have actors reenacting those pieces. And I have to tell you, we were meant to have previews last week. We wanted our previews to run at the exact same time as the J.J. Abrams right, play right. and uh, first of all the theatre threw us out sent wow. us a very um, aggressive legal letter and then what we got for? another theatre we thought okay we got another theatre then two of our actors walked out just before two, like 24 hours before our first performance so we had to find a new oh, cast and gosh. we're still hoping that tonight happens I mean you know please say a prayer for us <laughs> and anyone who wants to support us We weren't expecting to be putting this play on. And we certainly weren't expecting to have to change venue. Um, Let me pause you there, and some you, of
0: the-, the, uh, the feed cut out for just a second. So repeat sure. what you said about if people want to support you because the, the feed cut okay. out. I want Thank people to you. know how to support you.
1: So people can go to unreportedstorysociety.com and give what you can. Um, You'll see that this is the kind of work that we do. We've obviously, we're all about telling the stories that nobody else is going to tell. And I'll give you some examples of some of the pieces of testimony we're going to hear tonight. We're going to hear an actor reenact the good the legal abortion doctor explaining how to do an abortion. And I think that that might be the first time in history on a stage in New York that that'll happen. We also wow. have an actor who plays the part of Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was the janitor at Gosnell's clinic. And he was testifying under oath about the difficulties he had with the toilets. And the, the lawyer says to him, the assistant district attorney, oh, oh Ed Cameron, says, what do you mean? What was wrong with the toilets? Well, they got backed up. Got backed up with what? well with bits of stuff what kind of stuff well like arms and legs and that's what he said under oath that's what he said under oath jimmy johnson um we also have people who witnessed the death of baby Boyer. and baby Boyer was at the very center of this case baby Boyer was born shares a birthday with my own father july the 12th and lived for a while um before his neck was cut, but then he also lived after his neck was cut. And they had a neonatologist who gave evidence and explained that just because the spinal cord has been, has been cut does not mean that you will immediately die, but it does mean that you will suffocate to death slowly. And that is what happened to this child who moved. And they asked Karima Cross, one of the witnesses, one of the people who took a photograph of baby Boye, they asked her to stand up in the courtroom. They said, can you stand up? Can you show us what he did? What did this baby do? Which he said he came together. He just came together. Like, where was he? He was in a shoebox and he pulled his legs together. And we know from the neon from another neonatologist that gave evidence during the trial that children, preemie babies like that, and some of your some of your listeners are nurses and would know this, they're really sensitive to light and they're really cold. And this child, this little boy, was in bright fluorescent light and was naked, and that's how he died. And The one thing that I think is comforting, and I know because it's very upsetting to listen to this, is that the child is changing people's lives. I get letters from people all the time who changed their mind about abortion because they heard this story and they found out about baby boy A. We know a group of women in Fresno who went in Central Valley in California, went to see the movie, went to see the Gosnell movie, were so upset by it. They went and got their babies, went home and got their babies and went and stood outside the Planned Parenthood. They didn't even know what to do And a woman who was going in for an abortion saw them and was so moved. She said, could she hold their babies? And they just talked to her. And they weren't, these people weren't from a pro-life group. They were just a bunch of girls. And they started talking to her and said, like, what do you need? Can we help you? And that baby was saved. So, you know, so these stories are... Redemptive in a way, and I've heard of. I mean, I know we had a. We have a paratrooper. I, I won't say his name, but a paratrooper who was in Afghanistan who wrote to me when the movie came out and said, "Was there any way that I could get him a copy of the movie?" And I said, "I am totally getting you a copy of the movie." And yeah. he watched yeah. it with his with his unit, and wow. I think it was two of the members of that unit. Changed the, who were who were talking with yeah. their girlfriends at the time about an abortion changed their minds, and he said, "You will never That's know right. the number of lives changed by this movie, by this book, by this story."
0: That's right, uh, and that was so beautiful. I, I I thank you so much for for speaking clearly and not shying away from the truth. in in the In the handful of minutes we have left, um, I just want to follow up on something you said there. We're talking about about. Human lives that were saved and people around the world who have changed their thinking on this because evil was exposed, because Gosnell was exposed, because people like you exposed the reality, because American citizens were forced into cognitive dissonance to reconcile the fact that they support legal abortion, but they're looking at images of abortion and they don't like it and it's making them throw up. And they don't like it, but they vote for Democrats and they vote for legal abortion. And this cognitive dissonance forces them to return to reality. And this is why the secular progressive movement, the culture of death, the Democrat Party, the abortion industry, the culture of death suppresses the reality of the horror of abortion because they know if it was exposed on a large scale – they would 100%. lose a massive segment yes. of their voter yes. base because the liberal establishment or the liberal regime, and is actually built on the mutilated bodies of aborted children. That's not hyperbolic language. That's not an overstatement. That's reality. How do we know this historically? Emmett Till. This is how we know this historically. Emmett Till was a young boy who was visiting his family in, in Honey, Mississippi, and was allegedly whistled at a white woman. behind uh, behind a store counter, uh, you know, or something like this. Two or three days later, that, that woman's husband and his friends dragged him out of his aunt or uncle's or family's home, beat the living crap out of him, threw twine around his neck, dragged him through the street, and threw him into the Mississippi River. When they recovered his body, his face looked like a deflated football, and he was unrecognizable. By the time they realized it was Emmett Till, and his body was returned to his mother Emmett Till's mother shocked the world by requesting an open casket funeral yes and all of the wokey woke progressive pastors and all of the I'm neither left nor right I'm apolitical hey I don't want slaves I don't want to beat uh, black people Um, I don't want to lynch them but if you want to do that that's fine all those kind of people told Emmett Till's mother you're disrespecting your little boy it's too graphic don't do this to which Emmett Till's mother responded I want the world to see what they did to my little boy, and historians yeah. believe, Anne, that it, that. Rather than Rosa Parks' actions providing the spark yes. to the civil rights movement, historians believe it was the published photo of Emmett Till's mutilated, emaciated body in newspapers all around this country that provided the spark to the, the civil same, rights movement. The very same as the, the child napalmed, the
1: napalmed exactly. child in Vietnam. Same it's thing. the very same. Yep. There's it's nothing the of like reform. a photograph.
0: Yep. Yeah, and Rosa Parks, and like I'll a finish photograph. with this, Rosa Parks said later, Anne, when she refused to walk to the back of that bus, she was thinking of Emmett Till. So this is the importance of exposing yeah. the deeds of darkness. It's what you're doing. I'm so grateful for it. I want you to give some closing comments, Anne, but let's throw up this photo from the Life Magazine issue that you referred to. We have it here now. Can we throw that up on the screen? Um, so this is this 18-week baby. Um, That was photographed uh, from the, I think it was the 60s or 70s. And it won, I think, photo of the century. Absolutely beautiful, 18 week baby. 18 weeks. So, when you were talking about you know, yes, everyone's against third trimester abortions, but here is a early second trimester baby, and we recognize the humanity um, and any any closing comments about everything happening in the country, how God is using you and your husband with this play, the book you wrote, the film, all of it, <laughs> and then how can people continue to connect with you and, and follow you?:
1: Yeah, people can connect with us as I said go to the unreportedstorysociety.com um. I just I think that I think we're being I think the, the job that we're doing is the job that is it's an, it's one of the missing pieces um, in the sense that we are journalists who are telling the truth about abortion and there's just not enough journalists doing that and I think that's what right. we are doing that's unusual I suppose is that we're doing it through the arts through plays hmm. through podcasts and through um, movies um, well, because that's that a way decades. to that's a way to get people <laughs> people mightn't want to watch a documentary but they'll watch a movie. Um our, our book, the book itself was, was uh, sold in the true crime part of the bookstores. And I, in Good. fact, narrate the book um, on a, Audible. Wonderful. And it was like it did really well on Audible in the true crime Epic. section. But people were reading it for the true crime and getting a story about abortion that they didn't know and that they needed that education. So that's what we've got to do more of. So please support us. And uh, if anyone's in New York, we need you to come out and see this play. We really need you to come out. Tonight was opening night. We're on tonight, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then next week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
0: Wow. Will people be able to watch it later, or is it only on stage?
1: No, we can't. Unfortunately, we can't film it for, for reasons with to do with actors and all of that, okay. uh,
0: which is a shame. Is there but, the possibility um, we you have, take this around the country?
1: There, there's more news coming from us that we will okay. uh, keep okay, you abreast good. of. There's another development I, happening. Because I, I want to see this, and that. I want to
0: help I want to help get people to go Thank see it. You. And tell us the name of your and your husband's podcast.
1: It's uh, The Anne and Phelan Scoop. The Anna, Anna Film, film Scoop. Scoop. And it's on Wonderful. everywhere where you get podcasts. And we're also on YouTube.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, hey guys, if you're listening to this today, um, you are listening to this the same day we recorded this. This is Thursday, May 5th. We're going to flip this episode right now. So if you're listening Thank to this, you. this is just hours from Anna and I's conversation. So if you live in New York, please go see this tonight. Uh unreported story society.com. Society. Society. Um, unreported. Or go to story
1: or go to right now out
0: and we'll put the show notes in the sh- in the episode description guys. and if you if you've got the means, uh, please go make a donation to their website to what they're doing right now. Thank uh, you. this is not just the fall of the republic if the church and good people don't wake up um thank you it, it's also the fall of um of unborn children it's the fall of ever ending this atrocity if we don't yeah. wake up and take back spiritual ground uh but it requires people like like Anne to do this work to educate the culture and we need to support them because of how hard it is to get these stories out there in this thank culture you. Of death. Thank, Anne, thank you and thank you for so joining the show today okay. we'll have you back on go. and we need to see thank this you. play everywhere god bless
1: thank you god bless thanks Seth. Okay.
0: Well, thank you guys for tuning into the show today. What a what a wonderful conversation with with Ann. Uh, I mean, most of you guys probably haven't even seen the film Gosnell. It's it's not a film many people are aware of because of how hard the activist media worked to suppress this film um, from several years ago. So, go to unreportedstorysociety.com. You can uh, you can access the movie there. Um, you can access their podcast, and you can also donate uh, towards everything that they're doing to expose the horror of abortion in America. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to have more exciting guests on the show soon, especially with everything that's happening in Washington, D.C. right now, the riots, the protests, thousands, gates being erected around the Supreme Court. Why? All because of abortion. Nearly everything in our political climate right now goes back to abortion, and the culture of death is losing their freaking minds because they might not be able to continue carving up and chopping up children to sacrifice to Moloch. And we need to be the ones waking up, standing in the gap, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and doing the hard work that people like Anne are doing to take back life and protect unborn children once once and for all. If you want to connect with me online, go subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Give the show rating and review. It really helps us reach more people. My YouTube channel just took a doubling or tripling in subscriptions through some clips that took off. And if you want more people to reach that, share the channel, share the podcast. We really appreciate it. To connect with me online, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or go to my website to see my speaking schedule or book me for an event as the year is filling up quickly. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted.